it in place. Videos up. Everything is good. Pre-show banter as we do. Y'all know the deal. Fuck it. Let's do this shit. Giuseppe, Giuseppe, went from the hoop to the Chevy, went from the Chevy to Lamb, now this hoes call me the man, went from no hope to broke joke to million dollar man, now this hoes call me the man, now this hoes call me the man. Hey, yeah. No disrespect, no disrespect to the politically correct, but we need that extra seasoning. If it's worth doing, you know it's worth overdoing, man. Let's go on and sprinkle it, baby. So it is a lovely uh, midweek day again. We here, we blessed, back doing our thing, living good, smelling better. Whatever Drake said, the big, <laughs> the big homie DJ and the uh, sneakerhead Steve. I change it up every week. Uh, you know, always something different. But let's see here. I'm gonna let you start with the flowers. I, I think we're on the same page with the flowers, but uh, you have it written a little more eloquent than I probably would be. So I'll let you go ahead. Yeah. Um. I guess like to to start it out, one of the reasons that we are if we have since I guess like the you know first episode done this weekly with giving out flowers is because you want people to know that you appreciate them while they're here, of course. Right. Um and of course like that's nothing's like a bigger example of that than right now what we're going through with DMX. Uh with him, of course, the the unfortunate, you know, circumstance of the overdose. Um you just never know what somebody's going through. Because in the beginning, he told you, it's like, hey, <laughs> I had issues with, you know, the immediate success that I experienced, you know, in the rap game. And I just didn't know how to cope. So, you know, I turned to, you know, drugs and everything. And, you know, these demons, people, they beat. But they, they there's always a struggle. And, again, we just never know what somebody's going through. And, unfortunately, last week, um, he was found unresponsive. I believe doctor said he was 30 minutes without, you know, oxygen to the brain. But it's a long time, man. Um, Very long time. But uh, as of, you know, right now, he's tested positive in the hospital. So uh, just prayers up for DMX. Prayers up for the dog, man. Um, just check on your people. Check on your people. Hug somebody. Please tell them you love them. Because you, you never know, you know, them demons. So. Yeah, when you seem to be at your at your you know your highest point, you know that's usually right. That's usually, that's usually and, the downturn. And it's crazy because he was just talking to uh, Nori on Drink Champs last mm-hmm. what was last month, talking about he got an album on the way and you know people that he would and wouldn't collaborate with and you know the state of hip hop in his eyes right now. Um, it was a really good episode, but I mean, again, that was just last month, and you just never know what someone is going through. So again, I say check on your folks. Yeah, yeah, it's I I, I think um especially with, with somebody like him, he's he's been fighting his whole life, you know? So it's kinda yeah. like uh you know, you hope he you know you hope he pulls through, but at the same time it's you know, it, right. it's it's very uh right. It's, it's grave. I, I I hope that it's a uh, a better outcome to this. You know? Unfortunately, uh, not to not to drag y'all down, but again, check on your people. Man. Check on your folks. So it's episode thirteen. 
Indeed. Uh, you know, it's a very special number. Talk about 13. I know it's uh, unlucky to some folks. But, I mean, for me, uh, it's a big number. My son was born September 13th. Um, you know, my line number is uh, 13. Uh, 13 was my number when I was going Kobe. And literally, like, it was, you know, always my shit. Baseball was my number 13. Now, 13 was always my shit. Um, but, I mean, with the Masons, you know, it's a number of good fortune. Uh, you, I think you I think you know something something about these. these I things, can vouch for that. You know. Uh, what, what else we have up here? One plus three is four. Signifies uh, mastery over the material sphere. Okay, okay, Nestor Thomas. You you know something about some of this stuff, man. Uh, I won't be too deep. You can look into that. Um, but that's oh, and Paul George is uh, thirteen. So yeah, fuck Paul George. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, I was just talking about um, just something interesting that popped up because I was just looking at some stuff when we were talking about episode thirteen, mm-hmm. and um, you know, just talk about like a number. I don't know if you had one a number that was you know passed down to you or. In your family, that's a big number in your family. I know for my grandfather, he, you know, seven, that was his, the number of completion. Yeah, like his, yeah. You know. I was just about to say that. And um, it's crazy you you asked that question because um, originally, you know, with the whole, I guess, process of, you know, trying to conceive and everything, my wife and I, it's been, <laughs> it's been about eight years. It's been okay. almost eight years that we've been at this. And, um... Ever since, you know, we had got, like, real back heavy into it, uh, the fourth quarter of last year, it was like, you know, there's something about the number eight for us. Mm. So, you know, of course, seven is um, completion, and but eight is new beginnings. Mm. So here we are, new beginning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got a new beginning, man. We just left a doctor's appointment, and that was, you know, my first time experiencing, you know, in person, mm. um, you know, just being able to be there. So. And then today also just happens to be April eighth, mm. so um, it's, it's yeah, it's it's just the number eight for me. Um, and of course, that was Kobe. Kobe was eight first hey, before man, the two always. four, before the two always. four. But yeah, that was my number, man, and that's gonna be my number. I, I think that um, I'm not gonna you know force a number on my kids, but you know if they All play right. sports, I, I I try and push them to eight. Listen, it got a uh, it got a lot of history behind it in in, in a lot of things. Especially it got a legacy. It definitely has a legacy. So since we're talking about uh, legacies and, and and things of that nature, uh, I guess we could talk about um, some fake news and Drake news. Talk about Atlanta, man. Atlanta been showing their ass. Uh, the legacy of Atlanta during this pandemic has been mm-hmm. uh, has been what pandemic? You know. Uh, the the world is supposedly reopening in Atlanta um, tomorrow, today, tomorrow. Today, yeah, today. I mean, it's like, um, <laughs> you know, what restrictions, bro? Like, realistic. Moving, moving around in Atlanta ain't been hard the entire time. Like, you not at governor, all. If the governor beefing with the mayor the entire pandemic, I don't really know what uh, restrictions we got in place. Realistically, Atlanta opened up. April of last year, right? If 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 we being real about it, because you know, clubs are gonna be closed too long. These restaurateurs out here, you know, we got to make money too. We got to survive. This is our livelihood. Um, so Atlanta been open, Georgia been open since April of last year. They're just officially being you know reopened now. 
on right. paper. And um, I think, well, no, 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 that that was something totally different, and we'll discuss that because Keisha <laughs> had something to say about you know what old what old uh, Kemp said. So, yeah, I mean, I, I know people got to make money. I get that people have to make money, but um, we haven't been being safe about anything we've been doing the entire time. Nah. So I mean, I get it. People always. You know, when it get warm outside, you know, the, the virus will come down and different stuff like that. But if you if you're not gonna get the vaccine, uh, and you're gonna reopen, you're gonna you kinda gonna see the same shit you were seeing before. Yeah. Because I think people most of the people who've been getting the vaccine, these people have been going to work every day. Mm-hmm. They just the most they may want to do is go to the gym, mm-hmm. uh be around family here and there, but the the main people who are here showing their ass, those are the niggas that need the vaccine. All in Miami over spring break, like that that type of stuff. You need the vaccine. If you nobody's saying you shouldn't be open and have fun, but right at least you know what I'm saying. Help us help you, bro. Like just, even if you just get one dose, you ain't got to get the Johnson and Johnson. You get one dose of Moderna, Pfizer, whatever else. One dose is at least like eighty five percent effective. Just get that, and we could end this shit, right? Uh, but I mean, you know, not to go too deep into you, that shit. You you just you just can't you know. I, I guess at this point, you can't tell people what to do because they're either going to get the vaccine or not. But if you do plan on this summer being outside, because you know we outside, right? Be safe. Be cautious. Wash your hands, cover your mouth. You sneeze, chicken wing it, man. And chicken wing it. And to the point, you can't tell people what to do. You can't, but you can highly encourage this shit because niggas about to get mad. Oh, sooner or later, we going to have to start getting vaccines to travel and this and that. Like, bro, you always need a vaccine to travel. Like, just if you have, if you've been anywhere, you needed one. So you really you showing got- your ass. You ain't been nowhere. If you don't think you need a travel vaccine, you ain't been nowhere for real. You didn't have. You had to get vaccinated to go to college. You needed vaccines to put your kids in daycare. Like you've always needed a vaccine, right? Like it's not. It's not that big of a deal. It's ain't that new. But I mean, your city has moved the uh, or the MLB honestly has moved has moved an All Star game for baseball from uh, Georgia. You know, trying to pull the. Uh, I guess it happened in North Carolina with, with Charlotte with the bathroom bill and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess they're getting a taste of their own medicine down here. I'm with it, too. I mean, how you how you feel about it being moved? I am with it. I mean, even though, you know, it was great to see the city hosting, you know, an all-star game that would have, of course, people in the stands. Of course, we did the all-star game for basketball, and it was just that. It was just a game. Nobody in the stands, really. But, um... I mean to 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 kind of you know give the state of Georgia a middle finger and say y'all don't want to do right by the people we're gonna move this All Star game out your city I'm I'm with it I'm with it you I gotta get necessary. get your shit together man get your shit yeah. together I think nobody's, nobody's telling you you know that you gotta um, I guess do everything you know the people say but like why would you roll things back why why would you make it harder you know, you know why they would make it harder. And honestly, in a situation, if you if I, I try to put like some stuff on the screen, scroll through, or give some like some um, some lockdown points or why, but it's just open conversation. As far as like that bill, you know why they're making shit harder. 
Because it's, the minute the minute things don't work for mm-hmm. you, mainly, you know, rich white Republicans, if it don't work for you, all of a sudden it must be fraud. All of a sudden it must be, you know, something's wrong with the system. We gotta we gotta change this, we gotta fix it. The minute that, you know, minorities, lower income people, you know, the the real middle class actually can use their voices in a normal way. Yeah. Like now we need shit to change. Yeah. I mean they threatening um they, you know, threatening the Fortune 500 companies like Delta and whoever. They threatening to take away um, tax breaks and shit. If you threaten to take away a tax break because somebody is opposing voter suppression, you got evil motherfucker. It's Something's always wrong, and it's always been about money at that point. Something's wrong. Exactly. It's it's if if uh if Delta and Coca Cola and you know all these big companies in Georgia are making you that mad to where you're going to take their breaks away. It, you weren't about the people. You was no. never about the people. And why is a tax break hinged on voter suppression? I mean, if you're looking at it, people always been calling this kind of stuff out, and you tell them you gaslighting folks. Oh no, that's that's not true. We would never do stuff like that. And then you turn around and say, "Shut the hell up, or we're gonna take away your tax breaks." Okay, bro. All these folks wanted to do is just pass out water and food, and and most people cherry pick it. It's like, okay, well, what's wrong with having ID? To you know, um, be able to vote and whatever else. It's not necessarily about that. And at the same time, some of the stuff you're looking at, you're gonna disenfranchise mm-hmm. your, your, poor, your poor white people. Because mm-hmm. black people have been jumping through hoops their entire lives. When they come to voting and shit like that, we've been doing this. We, you know, what I'm saying we ain't new to none of this shit. We see this type of stuff coming. The only thing we saying is, okay, you're gonna do this. We just gonna keep giving niggas the heads up. You know, like, okay, y'all need to do this. You need to do that. Get out the vote is a real thing. Uh, you're gonna. You're going to hurt your poor white people because, I mean, at the end of the day, they only voting Republican because, <laughs> because they race. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because it's like, bro, they doing all this stuff to you. And at the end of the day, you would still support Republicans and be like, bro, y'all don't have anything to begin with. Exactly. Only doing it to, you know, keep in line with the history. And I'm like, all right. If that's the case, that's fine. Nobody's nobody's arguing that you should need your ID to be able to vote. That's fine. But at the same time, if you shortening, if you shortening the amount of time that people had to do early voting, like okay, you work, you know, two and three weeks at a time with no days mm-hmm. off. The only time that you would get off, you schedule it in and go vote. They take that away. Now it's like okay, I don't know what I'm gonna do because I can't take these days. I can't take these hours. I don't have right. time to stand in line on you know on the national election day, which for one should be a holiday, but whatever. Yeah. Um, now, now to to speak to that though, to speak to that, um, a lot of jobs have it in place to where they give you I know for me uh, specifically um, back in November they gave us six hours to go vote right pay and, and the thing about it though so if you if you with Verizon or you with like a city of Atlanta or you with somebody like that that's the that's the privilege that comes with working for a company that somewhat gives a shit you know right if you work construction you either here or you're not paid yeah if you're one day off working, and I mean, is it? A, and these most of the people that they disenfranchise, and like the people who do these manual labor jobs, and they, they in the trenches, they fixing pipes, they doing whatever else. These folks not stupid. These folks not half. These people not poor. They just don't have time to take these, right. you know, this time off. If my two, if I have a binge of work for two weeks, and the one day that I can schedule it inside of early voting is now gone, I can't do anything. I'm, I'm stuck. It. You gonna right. not get paid for eight hours just so you can stand in line for six? You be like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I would rather just. I'm, I'm sorry, can't be there. I hope all my other 
brothers and sisters out here that can vote, I hope y'all make it up for me and you know, hopefully we get over the line. But I just yeah. can't be there because I can't miss I can't miss that money standing in line and then now it's illegal for you to if people are standing in line, you can't give people water. Can't I can't do bring, it. I can't bring you food. I can't they don't want you outside playing music, keeping the morale up. Can't everything, do it. everything that um black and brown minority people were doing to keep the voting morale up because people don't want to stand in line. No. Like let's be honest. There's no reason for that. You taking away again, you taking away extra days, you taking away uh drop boxes, you like it, it's it's textbook suppression. And 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 specifying, you know, specific places to, you know, go exactly. drop the votes off. And it's just like what else, man? Because SB 202, I'm sure, you know, there's going to be, you know, more backlash from it, you know, the closer it gets to an election because we already know Kemp is done and, you know, Abrams is in. But, you know, when when it's time to vote him out and, of course, her in, I, I just wonder what's going to be the conversation at that point. It's like, oh, well, y'all were able to take advantage of this. <laughs> We didn't write the we didn't write the rules, man. We of we didn't we didn't go in there and sign that. We didn't have her locked up because she knocked on the door because she wanted to see it being signed. We didn't do any of that. And it'll be just another situation of moving the goalposts. Like with, like I said, with the voter ID shit, if they said that everybody needed two forms of ID and we came up with the two forms of ID, they would just change what kind of ID you can have. Right. They would say, okay, no, you don't need that. We need we need your vaccine card. Okay, if you're not vaccinated, you can't vote. Okay, fuck it. Let's go get vaccinated. I got vaccinated. Well, well, no, you need two doses of the vaccine. Okay, well, I got two doses of the vaccine. Okay, well, no, but if you don't have Moderna or Pfizer, if you got the Johnson Johnson, you can't vote. Okay, well, fuck. I need okay. to wait and go back and let me get the booster of Moderna. Okay, well, um, well, well, if if you didn't get it in the first round of vaccines, now you got to wait. Like, listen, it's always something. It, yeah. Like I said, we. We'll figure it out. That's a, that's truly a we gonna be all right situation. Hey, see what yeah, I was saying, man. See what I was saying. <laughs> we we'll figure it out. We'll figure all the shit happened. We're gonna be all right though. But uh, so since we talking about Atlanta, we're gonna we're gonna leave it here. The draft is <laughs> the draft is about three weeks away. Uh so let's let's back up a little bit. Sam Darnold is now uh the newest flunky. For the Carolina Panthers, uh, I don't know where this shit gonna go, because honestly, I feel like it's quarterback carousel. They could have just kept Cam Newton, and uh, they probably still would have been. I mean, hell, if you're gonna go five and eleven, you could have kept Cam Newton anyway. Definitely could have, because Teddy Bridgewater wasn't, <laughs> you know, any better or worse. And I mean, because they never built like you see what Teddy did with the Saints, but they actually built the offense around him. I think right. Teddy was just a placeholder. And they didn't really. They were hoping they could just run CMC into the ground. Yeah, um, it came to that. Which they did. Which they did. He, he you know, they got to they got to get that man some help. And I don't know what Sam Darnold gonna do. I don't think he's trash, but I just I didn't. I haven't seen him in a situation where the coaches were all about this guy. And I, he could still be a placeholder, bro. I don't know. Um, Christian McCaffrey. He um he had Mike Davis to lean on, but right. Mike Davis in Atlanta now. Right. So, so I. I I don't he know. Gave, uh, he gave us he gave us entire fits when Christian McCaffrey went down because um, he was supposed to come back. CMC was supposed to come back the last time we played them. He was supposed to come back that yeah. week. Didn't didn't come back. He was still you know nursing that injury. Um, yeah. And Mike Davis, I think, put up damn near 150 rushing yards on us <laughs> by himself, man. 150. So. Yeah, I'm. I'm just hoping you know with us bringing him back home because he went to Stevenson. 
Mm-hmm. So with us bringing him back home, he had tweeted you know, some shit the other day. I didn't, I didn't realize he was from Atlanta. I didn't, I hadn't been paying attention. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, it ignites a fire in our run game because we need it. Um, of course, we didn't resign Todd. I knew that. I mean, listen, I thought it was either going to be either or. I, I figured they were going to resign him for too much money, or they were just going to let him go and say, "Okay, this is you know, didn't work." Fun. You know, it was fun while it lasted. This was more so to just get you know butts in seats. Uh, but didn't work. I mean, good, good for good for him, man. Getting out of that situation. So, what do you want to see from your team? Like, if, I think y'all got the number four pick. So they got the number four pick. Uh, what do y'all? What do you want to see? I want to say y'all. What do you want to see? What's crazy? Me? What's crazy is Arthur Smith and uh, Fortnite is kind of like going at it right now. They kind of button heads because um, Arthur Smith is like, we got two more good years out of my uh, out of Matt Ryan, mm-hmm. and everybody else is like, where nah, two we two more good years? Where nah, Terry Terry came from the Saints, and he's he's seen he's seen Matt, so he's like, all right. If you do got any juice, I mean, you seen Drew, bro. They knew what it was, but Drew was still, you know, maybe not head and shoulders above Matt, but he was still in that top four, top five conversation in the yeah. last few years, even with not being able to push it downfield like he normally would. Right. Um. So seeing seeing Drew, you know, first battle Hall of Fame, you're like, okay, I I got experience with this kind of shit. I think it's probably time to start looking at like a future plan. You don't want to just sit on that and then. Again, you'd be like the Saints, you're kicking the can down the road, and it's like, okay, now what are we going to do? Exactly. You already in a rebuild. Go ahead and rebuild, man. Right. Just go ahead on and put somebody behind center that, you know, you can put pieces around because I'm I'm almost positive this is Julio's last season in Atlanta. Um, and then, you know, we'll work on having Cal, you know, step up and mold our future receivers. But we need a quarterback. We need a quarterback. There, there, there's a, there's a few quarterbacks coming out, you know, in this draft. We got, you know, Buddy out of BYU. We got Lance out of what's that, North Dakota State. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you got the top two with Trevor Lawrence and Jake, not Jake, but um, Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. It's some, it's some talent, man. Even if you don't get, you know, Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, like you still go pick up, uh, Buddy from BYU, and he's got a cannon. Kellen Mond is in the draft this year. Like, right. there's no better time than now to go ahead on and try and pick up a quarterback. So, what, so if you got this fourth pick, you the GM. What are you doing? It depends on who's on the board. If because we we already know Trevor well, Lawrence is going. Well, in the in the fourth spot, you're talking about best man on the board. Who do you want? Because we know, we know Lawrence is gone. We know that second pick. Um, I'm not like if you look at the mock or whatever else. Um, it's probably going to be another quarterback. Right. One of those two. I don't know. I don't know who it will be because they're moving them around a lot. It could be Trey Lance. It could be um, Justin Fields. It could be anybody. But in the fourth spot, if you're, like, who would you want in your fourth spot? No matter who was on the board, outside of Trevor Lawrence, who you want in the fourth spot? Fourth spot would have to be, you know, Trey Lance or Justin Fields because okay. I, like the, I like the mobility. I like the mobility. Kellen Mond is cool. He got an arm. Like, he has a literal cannon for an arm. I watched uh, this pro day the other day. But I would rather have somebody who can, you know, create plays as opposed mm-hmm. to, you know, just going through progressions. So, yeah, I, honestly, I think – because I think the Justin Fields thing is too easy. And I think that's the 
that's kind of like the uh, it's kind of like the Trey Young thing, right? Like it's that's too easy. That's the Atlanta thing to do. Now Trey Young panned out, right? We, yeah, we see that. But not that I don't think Justin Fields can play. I think because we saw him so often, he was like, oh, okay, you know, he can make a big play here and there, whatever. But Trey Lance, you looking at where he played at? The dude was, he was kind of like, uh, I mean, I know he's out the same spot. Um, so he, he's kind of like, oh boy, uh, Indianapolis now, but he consistent. Like looking at his throws, he Carson. don't miss throws. Yeah, right. He's he hasn't missed. I haven't seen him miss any throws. I'm. I think I would rather have that because I mean, mobility is fine. But I've seen Justin Fields miss people wide open. And, I mean, you can get better, but you can't really coach accuracy. Like, you could – No, you, you can't. You either got that or you don't. Like, that arm thing is fine. But the same thing with Drew. If Drew could throw at 80 yards, that would be fine. But if he was always overthrowing people, I'd be pissed off. He'd be like, yeah. nah, he's dropping dimes. If you dropping dimes, I want that guy. Yeah. Like, I, I definitely want that guy. Because same thing with Matt. Matt always had a pretty good arm. But, like, Julio been running wide open sometimes. And it's like, uh <laughs> And it sails because it ended a sale. A couple of games against the Saints, Julio got behind the defense and the ball was short and it got picked off. He was like, listen, yeah. come on, man. Yeah. So I would, I would probably go Trey Lance. Yeah. Um, but then if we do that, we'd have to completely redo the offense because, yeah, he's got an arm on him, but um, I think he would be more fit for like that West Coast short pass offense. And I think that – but if you look at the way the league is now, I think that would be fine because they, in the league that that you see now with the NFL, they spreading people out. Mm-hmm. So those short passes could go for eighty yards. Just no, definitely. Like, I mean, the Saints do it probably the most. But besides the Saints, Forty ers um, the Eagles did it a lot. Like they they spread people out. Like it's it's kind of like because Kamara can get behind these uh, <laughs> behind these offensive <laughs> You know what I'm saying? He's going for sixty. So it's like you just they, – and they use that to set up the, the big pass. So it's kind of like I, I can see that happening. I don't see a reason for them not to do it. I would I would like to see Trey Lance over there. Just mainly because I just, again, I think for Atlanta, it's too easy to do the Justin Fields thing. I think that's – because the Atlanta thing to do is – if somebody said you're doing the Atlanta thing to do in the situation, it, oh, it might not be – you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's too simple. Don't I wouldn't do that. Come on, man. Because I just think you don't obviously you don't want to miss in this situation. You don't want to miss. Nah, definitely not. But I but you also don't want to miss doing the hometown thing, right? Because now if you're gonna give him a shot, you I, I say it like this. Let me let me back up. If you're gonna give him a shot, you need to give him a shot and talk about Justin Fields. You need to give him a shot and be all about Justin Fields. Don't bring him in to try to make him somebody else. No, do if not you're dra- if you're gonna draft this guy, then let him play. That's what happened in Georgia. Right. They wanted him to be somebody else. I'm like, okay, no. And that's the reason they were in the situation, and they should – UGA probably could have had a championship if he didn't transfer. That's the thing, because (laughs) he transferred, and what happened the next season? What happened when he started? In in the playoffs. I'm like, dude, what's what's the point? Had him. Had him had the pieces to go with that, could have had a natty. But – I I don't know. I think – I think for for the Saints, I think they're picking like twenty eighth. This is, and this is more frustrating than making the playoffs. Like, because it's just like if you make the playoffs, I want to win. I want to win everything. Because at least if you're gonna draft this late, you got a reason to be drafting this. Right. Like, I hate, I hate being deep in the playoffs, 
and then you draft in 27, 20. Because it's like, okay, it's not there's no more good players, but it's like, bro, now you're having a hard time filling out your team with another star. Yeah. But the Saints, if anybody if anybody can take late picks and turn them into something great, that's fine. Because Alvin Kamara, um, third-round pick. It was third-round, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Mike Thomas, second-round pick. Like, the Saints, when they when it come to drafting the Saints, probably, like, top five. No, yeah, definitely, definitely top They They top up there. Five. I'm like, okay. But if if I if it was me, I'm probably if I could try to get him, I'm take I'm figuring out how to get Patrick Sertan the second out of Alabama. Like I we need another corner, bro. Because we had to, I mean we had no money, so we had to uh, we had to get rid of Jack Rabbit, and that's that that hurt you know because that was probably that duo of corners for the Saints. That was probably the best they didn't had in twenty years. Like that yeah. was. So that hurt. I'm, if, but if we can't get him, because, I mean, you can always pick somebody in the second round because it seems like, you know, the long, lanky guys. Um, you can find somebody in the second round. If if you can't get Patrick Sertan, I'm probably taking – we need a number two receiver. I'm probably taking Terrace Marshall out of LSU. And I know they don't necessarily like LSU guys just be, because back in the day, the whole thing was you'd be like, oh, the Saints never pick up LSU guys. It's only because the Les Miles thing, he was at run first – you know, the run first, ground and pound guy. So the receivers wasn't really the kind of receivers that you wanted. But mm-hmm. now, with that open air style that they had the last few years with Joe Brady and everybody, you like, no, nah, we need these. They got some burners now. So we need one of these guys. I would probably take Terrace Marshall. He's like 6'3", 215. He's like 19, 20 years. I'm like, bro, he only going to get bigger, bro. And it's like, if you see what DK Metcalf was, he got that same body style he can grow he into. I, I, and he, I think he run a 4'3 and a 40. I need that. I need that. I hate LSU. Don't, I know. But y'all niggas spit out some receivers. Oh, every bro, every year. Jamar yeah, Chase um, is going to be a I stud. Think, I think he going number two. Going to be a stud. If he don't go number two, yeah, I would. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but I would be like, I think y'all going to get caught lacking. If you don't pick, listen, because everybody been talking about um, Devontae Smith and everything. But listen, yeah. Devontae Smith had the year. He had the year that Jamar Chase had two years ago. But mm-hmm. the only reason he didn't win the Heisman was because Joe Burrow. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> like, you're like, bro, he had the same year that this man had, but it's like y'all niggas forgot. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's I well, think this is – listen, don't let bro go to uh, Cincinnati because I'm telling you right now, that immediately – That's history right there, man. Them boys going to be right back in the playoff push, especially man. on offense. Yeah, and then AJ Green gone now. AJ Green gone. Jamar Chase will be there. Joe Burrow. Um, they just picked up another. They probably gonna pick up another offensive lineman in the first or second round if they move up. I I think they are gonna be ready. Yeah, my boy. Um, my boy Ricardo Allen in Cincinnati now. So no, nah, and they and they're trying to they trying to build a defense. I mean, yeah. they, I think they're gonna be right back in it. They may not make the. They may be on the edge of the playoffs this year. I don't know what they're gonna do yet, but. Them well, boys already got chemistry. With that extra game added to the season. Right. Hey. Hey, who knows? 17 games now instead of 16, so who knows? Unfortunately. Who knows? And then I think our our, our 17th game is last game of the season. We playing um, Tennessee. Shit. We got Miami in Miami. Yeah, but see, that's Miami. It's whatever. Y'all will be all right. We got Tennessee and Derrick Henry on the last game of the season, which could – the way that the Saints look like they may be playing this year could either make a break. Make like, a come break. On, man. 
And I'm going. I'm saying like that could be because honestly, I still until they get knocked off, it's like listen, they gonna be right there in the thick of it for the South. I don't know what the Bucks gonna do because Super Bowl hangover is real. We got beat by uh, <laughs> we got beat by Seattle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In the first round, but they did retain all these starters, all 22. And so, listen, Saints did too. And we talking about 2011. Saints was um, division winner going into the playoffs, but because well. It's like, okay, you got a situation where these niggas, they won their division. You in, uh, you, I know it was in second place. I think it was like wild card. You coming in and you got to play in the first round in the wild card and you got to go on the road and, you know what I'm saying? Any given Sunday situation. Like yeah. this. Marshawn Lynch had the moment, the beef quake. So it's like, yeah. I, and I mean, they back and forth that whole game. And every time they about to come back, they give a, a big play. So, Again, until they get until they get knocked off, I'm just I'm not convinced because the defense is still intact. The offense is where everybody was getting cut. Well, so it's like I ain't convinced. Well, we gonna see, man. I really, I really hope you know Tom go out there and you know get another little hand injury or whatever. I ain't ain't wishing, ain't wishing harm on nobody, but you know if we can if we can get a backup in for just three weeks, three weeks, right. we good. No more repeats. I promise you. We shall see. We shall see. We uh, we I guess we gonna stick to some sports. It's not really sports, but we gonna, we gonna talk about it because it's there. I gotta talk about the the truth. The episode is called the Truth Serum. Uh, <laughs> but I, I don't know what bro was on the, uh, that night. But I mean, maybe he wanted to get fired. Um, Paul Pierce, <laughs> he got let go. Got let go from ESPN. Um, he was on live. I assume they were strippers. He was on live with strippers. I guess he was smoking. Uh, I don't know. Paul smoking, Pierce smoking, drinking, smoking, drinking. I mean, being a being a guy, yeah, uh, pretty much. Um, and so, I guess, I guess I could just talk. We we we'll talk about this first before we get into like some stories and stuff. So, like, how much rope do we get at these places? I feel like we built you know these these big things, and at the same time. Sometimes it seems like we don't get too much rope, you know. Nah, and it's like you give a nigga too much rope, he gonna hang himself with it. But again, that's why I said maybe he wanted to get fired because he pulled out that whole thing about the truth will set you free and laughing and shit. I think he was just a nigga that was embarrassed that he fucked up. But um, again, like how much rope do we? I guess do we deserve at some of these places? And I mean, it depends on who it is. But what you it, de- it? it definitely does depend on who it is. Um. Because Paul Pierce wouldn't get nearly as much rope as, you know, say a Shaq does with TNT. <laughs> what Brett said, you're not Kobe. <laughs> you're not right. Like, and you also you also got to understand that ESPN is owned by Disney. Disney ain't with that right. shit. Disney's not having that. If you go on your Instagram live and you know uh, it's something other than you know what we approve. Got to say the name of my brother, and, and maybe that was part of his contract. But I think it's kind of like we need we need some details. You don't get to do that shit, you know. Neither one of them. You don't get to just say something and walk away because it's like okay, you let bro go. He in a way making it like it's not that big of a deal on his end. Uh, what put the details out? Is it something in his contract say he can't you know sully the image of the company? Is it um like what is it? Because I I just feel like that's a situation where. He truly could have just been suspended. Like he was. I mean, does it say mm-hmm. that he can't smoke? With does he live in California? Okay, do, you know, um, 
is his weed if he's smoking weed? I don't know what it could have been CBD, bro. I don't know. Could have been. So okay, if he's living in a in a weed legal state, if you're not gonna test him for if that would say that was part of, if you're not testing him for that. I leave it alone. I say, okay, you're doing too much. We got to put you down for 30 days. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. until, because people are going to forget, because honestly, ain't nobody talking about that shit like that no more. Right. You know what I'm saying? They, they, it was something funny to laugh at, and it is what it is. They moved on. But I'm sure, you know what I'm saying? They, news cycle be like 48 hours at best. Right. So it was like, all right, cool. We'll leave that be. I could, I would have put him down for 30 days. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's more so. Um, like you said, the whole Disney thing, and I, but I feel like you kind of gotta know professional athletes. They still people, bro. Like it's you gotta, you know, <laughs> bro. Look at Santa Shark, right? He's still people. <laughs> buddy be buddy be on that bottled up, and you know what I'm saying cigared up, all kind of shit. Like, but they Santa know who they, a, he have a black and mild on the show. But you gotta know who you getting in bed with, though. Right. Like, certain situations you can't. Again, like we talked about with, with Justin Fields, you don't bring nobody in to try to make them who you want them to be. Like, right. you give them a set of rules. And again, I don't know everything, but you give niggas a set of rules. You be like, okay, this is what we're doing. This is the explicit shit. And if you're not going to tell me what you told him he could and couldn't do, then I'm probably going to side with Paul Pierce just a little bit. Because yeah. I feel like at a place like ESPN, like you like you said, Dave Chappelle has made it so Ja Rule can never come on here and be like, yeah, we want to hear your opinion. I think it's something it's something to that effect with, with normal you know, people. Like we were talking about this at lunch yesterday. Um, nobody like people want to work at ESPN. They'd be like, Okay, I'm a mascot major, I wanna work at ESPN, I wanna talk basketball, I wanna do this and that. Right. Listen, ain't nobody here to see you, Otis. Like you gotta realize you ain't gonna get that job. Paul Pierce is there, why? Because he's a Hall of Famer. Because he's a Hall of Famer. Ain't nobody we- coming to see you, Otis. So it's kind of like you can't just be getting rid of the talent like that. I feel like you like I would just suspend him because he's going to go somewhere else and they're going to bring him on and they're going to say, okay, Paul Pierce is here. Oh, shit, well, Paul Pierce over there, I'm going to watch that. He, there is a group of people in this world that's probably going to stop watching uh, whatever shit he was on, the jump. or Yeah, it was a uh, jump. He was on the jump and ESPN on, uh, NBA on ESPN on Wednesdays and whatever. Like, there's a group of people that's going to move to the new network. He's going right. to get another job. right. So I just feel like, again, with the whole how much rope do people get, I think you just suspend, bro. Because, again, these are – they still women who doing a job. He, they wasn't on there but naked. They wasn't, you know, whatever else. Like, you – I don't know. I get the Disney part. I just – again, ain't no kids up watching that man live at whatever time of night that was. Let that shit go, nah. bro. <laughs> I, I guess with, you know, the internet being a very permanent place – a very right. permanent place. And uh, Disney, Disney had to get ahead of it. And they were like, you know, you won't hear drinking, smoking, and you got strippers in the background. Right. Yeah, we ain't got kids up watching it now. But, you know, when they get up tomorrow morning and they get on Instagram and they see on Complex where, you know, Paul Pierce was having a good time last night, now you'd have kind of tainted it. Now you'd have kind of tainted our appearance. So, I and mean, I, I definitely see it from both sides at that point. Because yeah, I see both. I see both sides. It's just, it feel like that fake morality because it's like, and the reason I say fake, more so because that shit is everywhere. Like, I can't, like, unless you really going to just put a uh, a parental block on some shit and you're going to get a notification about what kids are going into, you could be, like, and that's, the reason I talk about that is because I was going to say, like, you know, how much do we have to censor shit or do we need to just be, like, 
you know, a community and like parents and shit. Because some stuff I just can't get to. Like I see Lee on certain stuff, and I don't mm-hmm. even know that he didn't see it or know about it because. Like with YouTube, like, you know, we love YouTube and shit. But unless mm-hmm. it's specifically something where I can go in there and report it as this or like, yeah, they make you say this video was made for kids. You can say the video was made for kids. They ain't reviewing that shit. I don't know what right. it is. So it's like you said, it's the Internet is forever. But at the same time, it may be a page that you thought was about painting walls or something like that. And they have a conversation about Paul Pierce. I just never know where the content going to come from, you know? No, nah, right. And I think. I think that's more so where my point was. Like, I just, you never know where the content will come from. Because there's a lot of people who you never expect to have a conversation about Lil Nas. That shit was on their show, too. Yeah. So yeah, it's like. View, all this shit. Right. Shows you. Would ne- like, I mean, everybody was talking about that shit. And I mean, that was the point. But at the same time, you just don't know where it's going to come from. Yeah. I feel it. I feel that. I just, um, I don't know. I, I, I do have to agree with that whole suspension thing because. Like you said, the whole forty eight hours thing, shit blows over. Niggas be the forgot. Like especially something like that. Un, un, unless I get like a visual representation of everything that's going on or that that's happened this year. Like you're not gonna remember everything. Like, yeah, you know, January sixth, um, the the Capitol building was, you know, attacked. Um and we talk know, about that none. Right. And it's gone. It's gone. And that was that was like a treasonous act against your country and we stopped talking about that shit in about three weeks. And it's gone. And uh, people, <laughs> people talk about that shit like it was just a like a like a bad party, bro. And they, <laughs> they just let it go. Nah, man. Like that was that was real deal. Holyfield, like that was big. And then um in February, shot it with the gorilla glue. Like right. we 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 have a very short attention span. And 30 days of suspension would have been just enough. That 30-day, you know, pay, I don't know his pocket, so I don't know. I can't right. say whether it would or it wouldn't hurt. But um, he would have been right back at work, you know, on that 31st so. day. And then the only thing he would have had was Jalen Rose on there making jokes. That's it. Which would have been funny. I, I I feel like we missed the opportunity there. That's it. So, I mean, Paul Pierce going to bounce back. That's just, that's just what he do. Yeah, I mean, so talking about ESPN um, – you know, my cousin Max, he was at ESPN. Um, and he ended up leaving. I don't know if – I assumed that it was his – you know, he was a writer uh, up there. And I assumed that that was maybe his dream job or whatever. He used to talk about that all the time. He's like, you know, work at ESPN, do this, be on it. Like, he, when he did any, like, internships or any time he had a chance to go up there, he had pictures, he was sitting at the desk, you know, all kind of stuff like mm-hmm. that. He ended up getting there, and one can only assume that it's just – not what he expected because anytime I talk to him, um, you know, like, you know, it's not, while it is a great experience, it just wasn't what he envisioned, you know. Yeah. And so I, I think that's, I think that could be part of which is why I've said earlier maybe he wanted to get let go because people they play, you know, any sport they leave and they get up there and it's like, okay, I'm about to do this, finna make this bag, and it's like you get there and be like, okay, this shit whole lot more corporate than I thought. I thought this was like, you know, buddy, buddy should be like, nah, yeah, this is a different type of deal. Cause yeah. reason saying that, look at uh, I guess I'm saying that to say you maybe there's a part of yourself you gotta let go when you work at these places like ESPN because looking at like Jamel Hill and like Mike Smith, right? They had to, they didn't fall out or whatever. It's kind of just like she unintentionally put his his career at risk, yeah. you know, being woke or mm-hmm. whatever. And I, I won't say woke. That's just it's easy. But 
you know, just being aware, so you know, aware and socially conscious and shit like that. Calling, right. you know, calling a spade a spade. She put his career at risk, and he's like, "Bro, I have nothing to do with this shit." But I'm gonna support my sister at the same time. Yeah. Um, Sage still sexually harassing Jalen Rose. Yeah. She's still there. Yeah. I, and I mean, this is public, super public knowledge. Like in that man's phone and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you know, publicly uh, harassing this man sexually. Um, speaking sexually to him and it, it's like and yet she was still on like 12 o'clock daytime which is like a prime spot yeah and then but then again i guess that's an, another thing those type of shit uh that type of shit comes back to bite you because she was um she actually had an issue with like l duncan trying to get her you know put mm-hmm. off and shit and she ended up it backfired she ended up getting moved and so now l duncan is in her spot so again i, th- I think it's um just a situation. I think ESPN is, again, it's a freaking conglomerate, man. Like it's, it's a machine, you know. Yeah. Like we, the thing we know about, and I mean, I guess that's the bigger Disney machine. But, um, let's talk about before we move to that last part, because uh, I want to talk about that little cancel culture shit. But that Rob Parker thing, man, I wanted to kind of like compare it a little bit because. <laughs> he was he sounded like he was from Superfly the way he said it too. That nigga deserved it. <laughs> He was on Undercover Brother. <laughs> so I guess my point is, so Rob Parker, he uh he got let go from ESPN a long time ago, around about 2013. Yeah. And um the, the whole reason being like his attacks on RG3 about, you know, dating a white woman, yeah. marrying a white woman, and whatever else. It, it was unprovoked. Uh but in a way, it's kind of like, okay, he his situation, well, I'll, I'll let you talk about it. He because, you know, you, you read into it, the whole cornball brother thing. He uh he basically he was uh, on first take you know sitting mm-hmm. there with uh, uh Skip and and Steve and he was you know man I I just want to know is he a brother or is he a cornball brother like and I, they I, both looked at bro and that's the thing how I'm looking at you now they both looked popped their head up and it was like he because Stephen A Smith was trying to let him like you know right like. He was trying to let him kind of like walk it back or like, can you explain what you mean? He kept stepping in it. Man, he's got a, you know, I understand the whole Republican, you know, thing. And, you know, there's, there's no bash on anybody's beliefs. And he's got a white wife. But I just want to know, is he down for the cause? Yeah. <laughs> Bro, this is some stuff you can't say on TV. Like, Especially I, unprovoked, though. Yeah. And, and, and it goes back to, uh, what's his name? Uh, buddy that just got hired from U, uh, UNC. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be the new head coach of the basketball, right? Mm-hmm. He was on TV talking about, uh, yeah, I'm the first black head coach of, you know, men's basketball here. and You know, I'm the fourth black coach in, you know, collegiate sports history in UNC. Um, I love, you know, being the – I love being the first black male, and I love my white wife. Mm. <laughs> it's weirdo oh. shit, bro. What? Yeah, strange, strange stuff. <laughs> what? Again, Bro, I'm, we didn't I'm ask you that. <laughs> unprovoked and that's what makes it strange yeah. and so that was i guess that was uh, that's where i wanted to you know run it into about that that cancel culture bias that's what i guess you can say that um because it's i guess the question is how much of cancel culture bias is contributing to like the quick trigger culture because that's what i would call it it's more it's not that it's not that they being canceled. It's just a quick trigger. There ain't nobody really talking about the shit. Like it's easier to just. And to me, I, in a way, it's a little bit cowardly because 
especially when you hold the, all the power, you could just be like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't feel like dealing with that shit. You got to go. Yeah. Because, like, the whole zero tolerance thing is fine, but you be having zero tolerance for shit that could easily be just a conversation to some – like, that could have been a conversation. Like, he could have got on there. He said what he said. He'd be like, all right, bro, let's just sit down and talk. That shit was weird for no reason. That would have been a great opportunity for RG3 to reach out, you know, right. in, 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 in an exclusive – it's like, hey, look, I want to sit down with you. We'll have a conversation. Y'all can put it on ESPN. Right. And this will be, you know, your way of, you know, just clarifying what you meant. And this will be my way of explaining to you right. who I am and why I am. And it's like most people don't, I mean, the <laughs> oppressed people and, you know, people that are being marginalized and whatever, whatever the situation is, like if it's racism or anything, obviously the people who are going through the racism don't owe these people no type of explanation and mm-hmm. you know you don't you don't you don't it's not your job to teach people and shit like that but in a right. situation like that like some unprovoked corny shit that he was doing that could have easily been a conversation where like you said you can understand this man he can understand why he said it uh and let that shit be go to your suspension and you move on i feel like it was the same thing with paul pierce it could have been a like hey let me talk to you come in let's have this conversation but um Again, you just moved into this age of, you know, quick trigger, and it's like I'd much rather just not deal with it because, let's be honest, you're not scared of nobody boycotting your ass. you talking about Disney and whatever. Nobody's boycotting Disney. Nobody. People boycotting because they can't go to the parks. Right. If anything, nobody's boycotting Disney. Disney got their hand in everything. Disney owns ESPN, ABC, all these di- – like, if you want to watch TV, if I want to watch Hulu – I need Disney because it's like they own all of this shit. Exactly. So these things can be conversations, but you only really want to have conversations when it's when it's easy. Like, mm-hmm. nobody wants to have those hard conversations. Like nobody wants to all. to you know sit down like um, Shaq and Kobe and you know clear the air and shit. Nobody wants to sit down like sit down like Isaiah Thomas and Michael Jordan and, and just clear the air. People want to have easy conversations because it's not like they have to face, you know, what they said was wrong. Right. So <sighs> Rob kind of deserved it. I not, I don't disagree. I'm 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 not going to say Paul Pierce deserved his at all. But cuz he wasn't Rob, doing it to me. He wasn't doing shit. It it wasn't anything malicious. It was just right. more so that nigga having a good time. And he just felt like, oh man, I'm having a good time. I'm I'm lit right now. Let me just let me just check in so folks can see what I'm doing. It wasn't anything saying, hey, I'm at Disney, drunk as hell, got strippers in the room. Nah, it, it was none of that. But Rod Parker was on TV, question questioning where another another man, another black man, was black or not. Right. Like, at that point, it's a shot at character. And it's exactly, and you pushing. You pushing terrible, you know, narratives. You pushing terrible stereotypes, and it's like, again, unprovoked. Right. So Rob had to go. I mean, luckily he bounced back, and he's a contributor, you know, at Fox Sports. Which is exactly my point about Paul Pierce. I think that could have been because they let him go, and Bruh had a job within days. Because if you bring something to the table, if your opinion is valued. You're going to go get another job. So I'm like, I don't think they could have let him go. But then again, ESPN, I I make this point and then I, you know, I probably put it down. 
because I keep saying the same shit. ESPN is the gatekeeper, though. Like, all in all, like, these other these other organizations, Fox Sports and all that stuff, they are allowed to exist in a space that ESPN created. So, mm-hmm. at the same time, they make the rules. I get that. Right. I don't, I don't think he should have been fired, but they do make the rules because it's kind of like, okay, anybody who wants to come work – First place, like we talked about, you go to college and they, oh, I want to do, you know, this and that and talk sports. I want to go on ESPN, whatever else. <clears throat> they end up not making it to ESPN and they funnel and float out to these other places. Right. Because ESPN is the end all be all. I get it. So it's kind of like he will get another job, but at the same time, it's like I can't really, I, I can't attack ESPN too much because, you know, if you want to be here, you're going to be here. Somebody else is going to do your job, you know? Right. So again, if they, they can move. They can move Tracy McGrady into that spot. They can move Perk into. I hope they don't move Perk into. Please that don't. Spot. Jesus Christ. Please don't. Yeah, I don't even know why Kendrick it. Perkins is still on TV. You're like, listen. You're like, okay, Paul Pierce, you fucked up, but we're gonna fire. We're gonna fire Perk. If you're like, wait a minute, I ain't do shit. Be like, no, nah, we gotta let your ass go too. You gotta go. <laughs> that the same person. His opinion is ass. Yeah. And I, I think he just goes against the grain just to be the 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 contrarian in that point. I, I think I he goes so. against the grain just to spark a conversation, maybe. But, yeah. And if anybody is unsure of what we're talking about, just go. Uh, you can listen to The Jump at 3 o'clock. You could, you could uh, <laughs> you just, go on, just go on YouTube and type in Kendrick Perkins' uh, sports opinion. And just watch all these videos that pop up. So bad. So bad. I may even throw some, I may cut it and throw some audio in here. Like, he's going to talk about how much of a, how much he played with this person and that person. And KD is my best friend and my brother. And it, like, listen. Speaking of KD, real quick, man, this is. Talk about it. You you, you already know where I'm going with this one. How you feel about, um, you know Kevin Durant's remarks towards Michael Rappaport. I already well, know. I, I, I already know Michael Rappaport was a whole hoe for you know screenshotting and you know putting that shit right. out there. But like so, Kevin Durant's it, social media presence and him I, being sensitive to social media. How do you, so, how do you feel about that? If y'all don't know, a couple weeks ago Kevin Durant got into it and he got fined behind this shit too. He mm-hmm. got fined like a hundred thousand dollars. Fifty k. Okay. It's probably more behind the damn door. We just don't know. Like he probably had to do some community <laughs> service too, because I know how more than likely. Is. But he was, you know, back and forth into it with uh Michael Rappaport. If anybody don't know who Michael Rappaport is, he is um I if he is Mr. I'm a I'ma tell you how black I am other than my skin color. Like I I know this much about black culture and I can he's He's actually said one time how much he's contributed more to black culture than who did he tell Charlemagne or somebody like one of these people he told them he contributed more to black culture than they ever did some shit and this is this is a well known black person he said it to I just I gotta find it what probably, you didn't know that nah I, I he never heard him say that he's going he went back and forth uh, with somebody on camera and said he's contributed more to black culture than they ever did and with the, I I, I want to say Charlemagne I gotta find it though but um. Yeah, Michael Rappaport, he's a he's a, a a a true culture vulture in the in the rawest sense. Like if you're looking for what's culture vulture, that's him. Like he wants to be black very badly. So bad. Um and so he, you know, got into it with um uh, Katie, 
Katie had something to say about it, as he always does, because <clears throat> Katie is he's sensitive to the social media, but not unlike everybody else. I think as far as with uh with KD, I think it's I won't say refreshing. I just think it's him, you know, always being his true self because people like to pretend they don't give a shit, but they really, really do. Mm-hmm. And it's like is you probably better off going back and forth talking about KD. You better off going back and forth with this nigga saying what you're saying, getting it off your chest, than telling everybody what you would have did or what you said or what you would have said if you or if I wasn't in the NBA, I would have did. You're like, no, bro, get that shit off your chest because for one, he get fine, he got fine pennies, bro. Like that's yeah, his his shoe deal is like thirty million dollars a year. Like he his, that was pennies to him, and that's why he yeah. did it. But I also think on the flip side, I think like he said that was some whole shit. That's what he, he told Rappaport. That was some whole shit because, like, okay, you came at me. I said something back, and now you in your feelings. And dude is talking about KD threatened him and, you know, threatened him with assault because he, he told him he would spit on him. He said, you ain't shit, and I'll spit. <laughs> he told him he ain't shit and said that oh he would spit God. on him. He said, I'll beat your ass. I'll spit on you. We spit on bitches like you uh, where I'm from and, and, you know, whatever. I feel like it was two men going back and forth. What, however you feel about whether he got too disrespectful, to be honest with you, you don't poke the bear. You know what I'm saying? You just you know how KD is. And KD don't usually respond. If he was going to respond, it would have been on a burner. So the fact that he came at you from his personal account let you know, one, he felt the way. Two, he see you more of as a professional peer. So he going to go back and forth with you because you in business. So you understand right. these kind of things happen. And it's not something that's supposed to make it outside of these DMs. Now you... In your feelings because he was like, okay, I was because when he walked, he tried to walk it back. I believe he just deleted all his messages. He had to unsend on these shits and then mm-hmm. sent them off to try to say, you know, look at how Katie's attacking me and whatever else. But like, bro, you can't poke the bear and then turn around when he's chasing you and be like, I was just playing. You don't get to do that. Nah. You started this shit, so now we finna now we in it. Niggas in the barbershop talking about Katie this and Katie that. You know who got caught with a ratchet. Right. That nigga with the shits, man. Like, because, like, bro, he from D.C., bro. Like, it's not. They born with the shits in D.C., man. And again, it's just conversation. If bro never meets you in his life, it is what it is. But again, you don't poke the bear. And then when a nigga say, when I see you, make sure you got your hands up. Now you nervous. You don't get to do that. Nah. Like, it's so, truly. A, that's truly just leave niggas the fuck alone, bro. Like. Yeah. But I do feel like I need Kevin Durant to, you know, go ahead on and get this championship, you know, this year. Well, they better get it. They better get it this year because if they don't, it's over with. What what I'm saying is I I need him to focus on the basketball right now (laughs) and, and, and leave this social media alone because you never see, you know, Steph going back and forth with nobody. You never see. LeBron, LeBron might respond to a hater every now and then. Every now and, and then, and it's usually something that, um, if it's got something to do with his kids, or if it's in a way he won't respond if it ain't gonna benefit him. Right, exactly. Dame never responds. Jimmy Butler, he's an asshole. He gonna say what he got to say anyway. But KD, look, you mean too much to this basketball team for you know that they ain't gonna suspend you. They just gonna fine you for it. Right. Um, because it wasn't anything, you know, dealing with basketball or it wasn't, you know, offensive in the Miles uh, Myers Leonard, you right. know, sense. Um, it was just two men having an argument, basically. It wasn't, you know, you saying anything racist, but 
You mean too much of this basketball team, man. They brought you in for a reason. You Kyrie, James Harden, and Blake Griffin, and the rest of the Monstars, y'all got to... Y'all got to get this shit right. together. Or the, the, what they call it now? The Goon Squad? Something like that. Yeah, the Goon Squad. But I, I also think it's uh, I think it's indicative of how much it's I guess it's it's like a window um, into like people's psyche when it comes to their job, though, because like if you look at LeBron, you can see how you can see how he views basketball. He you, he views it as a tool, right? Like, mm mm-hmm. I use I use this to do you know what I'm saying to do what I really want to do in the world and to to I got a family and I'm trying to you know do this to make sure my family can eat you know my kids is good this and that right KD um KD has always said I just play basketball like leave me alone give me the he ball let me shoot you know what right. I'm saying he like like you said I'm just a hooper bro I don't I don't care about all that other shit like yeah I get money from this shit but. If I was just regular KD, just going to work every day, I'm still going to go home and I'm going to hoop for a few hours a day. That's just what I do. And I think it's more so you look at um, – because Kyrie is kind of in the middle, right? Like he, you know, socially conscious. But at the same time, it's like, okay, I just want to hoop. So that's why, again, KD, he get a burner. He take it out on folks. LeBron, he really won't say much. He may just, you know – like with the whole shut up and dribble thing, he'll probably say something here and there. He's really yeah. trying to like affect change in communities and stuff like that. And I think Kyrie's somewhere in the middle. Like <laughs> he he's he just floating through the world, saging saging the court. And it's like whenever he does get too involved and stuff, then he start to feel bad for himself. Be like, I shouldn't have let y'all get me to that point. Like yeah. he, I think Kyrie is the realest out of the two people, right? Because KD is in this this weird ass world like mm-hmm. sense of shit like I should be able to do and say what I want but then when somebody say something about it I gotta get sensitive and shit like he's you know far right of this thing and then LeBron he far left family man of this thing like I think Kyrie is in the middle and he's all of us he'd be like he's a compromise be, you know what I'm saying he's like okay like we get up every day and we got mantras we tell ourselves okay I'm gonna conquer the world I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that and then something bad happened and it shake your psyche and you be like fuck I can't focus I can't function this like Kyrie is, is is truly that. Yeah, so I, I I think you know he's a he's a happy medium, I guess. Yeah, I think so. Well, go Kyrie, because <laughs> that man is all about his mental health. So, nah, he he is he is all about his mental health. Go Kyrie, go Kyrie Irving. You know, I mean, go all of them. I'm I'm rooting for everybody black in any way. So, nah, that's facts. Well, let's talk about uh. Let's talk about let's talk about that black shit then. What um what's what's up with your media consumption for you know last few days? First and foremost, I want to give a special shout out to my nigga, Shante Scott Franklin, also known as Currency. That mama, that nigga's mama named him Shante. That's neither That's a here. Oh yeah, name though. That's neither here nor there. He it's said. Name, he said yes, niggas. My mama named me Shante, but. My nigga turned 40 the other day, and Jet Life went out and just bought him a C8. Yeah. The whole the whole gang, they pitched in cash, bought him a C8. He was on Instagram the other day, like, super grateful and crying and shit. And that's, that's just what you love to see because, you know, it's one thing to get somebody a gift and they just be all, okay, and then they just put it away, you know, in the garage. We know how much currency is a car guy. Mm-hmm. So... Buying him a C8 meant the world to him. 
So oh, it's yeah. just it's it's just refreshing to see someone get a gift and they're you know genuinely grateful for it. Happy fortieth. Um, I had to go back and you know all of April fourth. I was just listening to Currency. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a he's got a discography to where you can just line up on the wall, throw a dart at it. You're not gonna miss. Not gonna miss. But um, I was listening to Currency. I've also been like looking for new music because music is kind of dry these days. Mm-hmm. Like there's nobody really dropping anything. Um, we still ain't got Certified Lover Boy. Uh, freaking Pusha T said he gonna have the best album of the year. Freddie Gibbs said, "Hold my beer." So, <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> I stumbled across this dude named Patrick Page the second, right? Mm. And he's like, he's like a, a mixture between uh, D'Angelo and Thundercat. Mm. D'Angelo being the vocals, Thundercat being the bass, and I think Thundercat is on um, not this. Latest one that came out. Well, I guess it would be the latest one that came out because the new one isn't out yet. Mm. But Thundercat is on it, and um, it's just refreshing because like you'll have he'll he'll you know be singing and he'll switch it up and he'll start rapping, and then Thundercat just in the background doing his noises and stuff, and it just it just sounds sonically good. Mm. It's sonically pleasing. So um, Patrick Page the second currency. And then I've just, you know, been playing games, man. That's me this week. I mean, that's what's up. That's what's up. I, uh, that's again, me. like last week, I'll see if I can find it, uh, the links to this stuff. I put it. It'd probably be something in the video. Probably. Right. How's it, how's it look? Right about there. <laughs> but uh, for me, I was doing I was doing what I normally do, uh, discovering shit late because I hate when it's I hate when it's mainstream. Um, mm-hmm. I won't even say I hate when it's mainstream. I don't like to look into shit because I don't like to be. Um, I try not to be swayed by by the popularity of it, mm-hmm. and I know it, 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 it sounds like the hipster shit. I get that, but it's more so. Um, it's hard to truly experience some shit. I like the I like the organic part of it. So, like again. Uh, I recently discovered that I like a whole lot more Anderson Pack than I than I uh, than I realized, right? Because I didn't know that he was a part of some of this shit. So I was like mm-hmm. looking into like free nationals and whatever, and I was watching. I was editing, um, and I watched the Tiny Desk. And I was like, okay. I said, okay, shit. He he had like the one song up there. He was like suede or whatever the shit was. Mm-hmm. I said, this, I said, this nigga's kind of dope, bro. Just, and then I just went down the rabbit hole and started looking at the stuff. I said, okay, I like this nigga's music a whole lot more than I realized. But that was just because I didn't know that he was the, you know, the voice behind some of this shit. Right. So right. again, if I if if I pick up any vinyls, um, you know, on vacation in these next few days, it's like, okay, cool. That's I had to get that one first because I saw Black Pumas when we went to Target. They um, and it came with like a. You know, it was the the twelve inch they had on there, and then they had like a seven inch on the inside of the little set. I was like, I want to get this shit. Yeah. I said, Nah, if I'm gonna grab something, it's gonna be Free Nationals first. I'm gonna find that. Gotta get. I got Free Nationals over here. The so shit like, is fire. Gonna, the shit is fire. I, it is. So I said, Shit. I'm end up grabbing that. Um, and then I've been binging Snowfall. Right. So I made an account, um, a temporary account. Mm-hmm. Shout out to y'all. Ad free. Uh, because man, listen, when you're trying to binge watch a snow like uh, a show like Snowfall, you I can't I can't do the ads because you don't they don't need commercials. 
they the commercials get longer and longer as the episode goes and to the point where you may get up to go to the bathroom get some food do something else and then it's like i lost my spot but no ad free account been watching uh snowfall the first episode was absolutely ass so it made it slow i could not get through it but i just i you know had to grin and bear it made it through from episode two all the way to the end it's pretty good now i didn't like um that this the whole cia guy supposed to be the, the plug and whatever like that shit was annoying because his his storyline at the beginning the way he came in was just annoying as hell but we, I, I, you know, we made it to season two, so I went through episode one. It's pretty good. Episode two so far is pretty good. So just keep yeah. watching, man, because um, when the shit hits the fan, it hits the fan, and the shit is hitting the fan this season. Oh, so I'm when sure. you get when you get caught up, and you wait until season we on season four now. When you wait until season mm-hmm. four is done. Don't like when you, when you been binge watching it. Watch it all the way through. Don't put no mm-hmm. days in between because. Like this shit just holds you. It holds you. And what happened last night, I ain't gonna, you know, say nothing. Yeah, I, but I heard it's um, real. I had to get off Twitter for a couple hours. Um, so that's about it was like it was like ten, ten thirty. I just I just went on the bed. I was I can't even I was about to do my normal scrolling before I lay it down and I looked. I said, nah, I can't do it because it's too many spoilers. And I was already in it. I said, Let me just cut it off. So I went on to sleep. The shit is real, is all I'm gonna say. Check out Snowfall. Um, no. What's his name? Uh, <laughs> dang, Scully. He he got on uh, Instagram and said, "If y'all tired of you know uh, your your executive producers being in the videos <laughs> and you know taking the side shine from the actors and stuff, come on over to Snowfall." Damn, you know you know Fifty got offended. Oh, I already know he got offended. But you know, I mean, hit dogs, hit dogs, they do holler, man. Fifty got offended. And he's telling the truth though. But we're not gonna listen. I would have got on there and said not too much, not too much on uh on fifty though, because his shows he do not miss. Because listen, power was that deal. You might not like it as much as anything else, but power was that deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, power book two is my shit, and I can't wait for that to come back. Um, and for life, I don't know if any of y'all watch for life or have seen it. That show is great. Um, Never seen kinda, it. Yet. You you should go check it out. Like and the way that they so the first season is based on um, you know, it is based on the guy getting himself out of prison. So after he mm-hmm. gets himself out of prison and becomes you know a lawyer, he starts you know representing different causes, and then it starts to take on more of a life of um, of kind of like Grey's Anatomy, being that it's all like relevant current things. How they do stuff like the Good Doctor is like they they had like the pandemic episodes and, and different shit like that, and they don't call it by name or whatever, but. Mm-hmm. Same situation. So, like, he had a had a situation like the um, episode was called "Say His Name." Obviously, that was about you know George Floyd and right. whatever else. So, and the same thing like they're doing with the pandemic. Like, his wife had to leave and go work at a hospital upstate, and and it's set in New York. Um, but I mean, it's a good listen. It's a good show. I check it good. out. I heard I, it was good. It's, it's really good. I think you. I think you would like it. Plus, Fifty is in there, and he plays a role that you would expect him to play a nigga in prison. So he a kingpin in jail. <laughs> You know, it. Listen, he get if nothing else, that's what he do. Like, yeah. he was, uh, you know, that's, that's his that's his job. But um, what else did I have here? Let's see. Oh, uh, I spent a few hours because we, you know, rode around, went to uh, Daytona and everything, mm-hmm. and so we just sat and talked about different songs or whatever. And I came up on this um 
Kimber's thing talking about like the your ultimate like pregame list, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh I put you on the spot because for me, and I, I go first since it's already on my mind. So three, um I, I guess you could do a top you don't have to do a top ten. I think I wanna do a top ten, but just my top three of my top five on my ultimate pregame. So let me preface this pregame. This is not and not speaking specifically to you, but anybody who would be listening to this, this is pregame playlist. Keyword pregame. And that's one word because it's a thing. Pregame. So I'm not talking about what you need to hear when you walk in a party and when when we walk in the spruce and I hear this playing and I feel like a celebrity and then all the other shit. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about pregame, specifically mm-hmm. shit that's gonna turn you up while you're taking shots with your niggas or your girls before y'all go out, whatever else. So for me, um, and it depends on the mix of the party, but we just speak like if it's, you know, generally co-ed. Number one, and this is no particular order, but number one is probably gonna be um no hands, right? Yeah. So again, that's a classic in itself. Don't really matter the situation, but no hands. Because if there's any women in the party, you already know what's about to get going. You mess ar- you you can mess around and get too many shots going and get songs like No Hands going, and y'all don't even go to the party. Y'all just turn up at the house. Mm-hmm. Right. So number two. And because I started my college career um, in 2009 before I took a break, but this is back when these niggas was killing shit, running shit, discovering everybody, and this is uh, <laughs> this is this is wasted, right? I knew you was going there. It's, it's wasted. I knew you was going there. Wayne and Gucci, because I mean, you got to listen. I knew you got, was going there. It's got to be there, bro. And then and then applies on the remix. Come on, yeah. Man. Like I mean. Cause this was a time period where you could. This is right before Project X mm-hmm. and, and all that shit. Like the, the songs, like the amount of songs that you had that um, it, you know, embodied these experiences was like it was very plentiful. So that that yeah. would be two. I might be able to do five. I don't know. Uh, three. <laughs> Lil Rue, nasty song, right? So that that's that's number three. Because again, if you got any females, any women, whatever in your yeah. party. Like, listen, you getting them turned up because if you get them turned up, we all finna have fun. So it is what it is. Yeah. Like, okay. Because don't nobody like, you know how you go to those parties and you got kickbacks or whatever, you pre-gaming. And you always got that group of people from male, female, man, woman. They always in there. There's somebody who's sitting down acting stank, right? Mm-hmm. Usually there is a song that will get them out of their bullshit. Because I'm like, bro, if you don't want to be here, you could just stay home. But there's right. always that person. This is a song that get them out of their shit because for some reason, and it don't matter who it is, niggas, it'd be like, okay, if I turn this song on, we all turn it up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's see. Can I can I do two more? Let's see. Okay, I got one that's a little bit newer, and I'm just speaking strictly more so like toward like my college years. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, hate being sober. Uh, you know, Chief Key. Okay, right? that that's another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's because again, it in the title, hate being, and I mean, I was rapping that shit word for word in the car at the gas station yesterday. I'm like, bro, am I, am I fucking twelve years old again? I don't understand. Like I was, and it, everybody was looking at me and shit. I'm like, listen, it, Chief Keith had had his finger on like, you know, what I'm saying on the go button for a good little minute. So it's kind of like he did. Like, if you didn't have Chief Keef in your pregame playlist, you your playlist probably wasn't all that. He did. I know somebody who's who's gonna appreciate that. Let's see. Oh yeah, shout out shout out to my boy. 
Aaron. And so the last one, and again, like I said, no particular order. Uh, last one would have to be, let's see. I would say, let's 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 do. I do I do two two for one. Um, Maria, I'm drunk. Travis Scott, mm-hmm. and um, also Nightcrawler. I, I put them two together because honestly, I had a, a section of a playlist for me at least. Mm-hmm. Those two songs ran together, so yeah, I, I would do it like that because. Gotcha. I th- yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I would say that. that's because that part of Travis Scott was closer toward me graduating. So that the kind of music I was into was a little bit different that way. But mm-hmm. we just, you know, strictly talking about pregame, that would be that would be two. Maria, I'm drunk, and uh, either either Maria, I'm drunk, and Nightcrawler, or Nightcrawler and 90210. One or two. I was just about to say, oh my god, you took that out of my mouth. Yeah, 90210. Yeah, one or two. Yeah. Um. <sighs> I guess mine would be a little bit different. Mm. Um, I get. I'm not gonna, you know, number mine like you did or like you didn't do either. But number one, if I had mm. to say, I had to hear this one first. Is Drake Legend? Okay, I give you that. I give you that. I definitely give you that. You got it. I know. I know plenty of parties in in in, uh, in kickbacks or whatever that I've been to before. You actually hit the club or you know anything else. And that was always on, no matter what. You gotta where. play Drake Legend. Was always on. Your shot glass in the air, whatever mm-hmm. else you may have in your hand is in the air, and you rapping word for word, damn near crying. No, yes. That's, 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 I give you that one. Number one is Drake. Um, and then these are no particular order, but I got mm-hmm. Soldier Boy, Gucci Man, and Shout Low. <laughs> Gucci Bandana. I, you know what? It depends on the crowd, but I I let you have that one because I wasn't expecting that Gucci bandana, and then like I guess just to you know start feeling yourself a little bit, play some shot low. I'm the man. Mm. Um, and then I got the gym the other day. I got um Michael Montana on here. Uh oh. Now I left (laughs) I left that one out because I didn't even make it to that one. But that's definitely (laughs) you talking about. So the reason I left that off my pregame because I think that song universal. That shit, that shit'll get you in the club. Well, that's before the club, during the club, after the club, riding to the club, and, and girls twerking in the car. That shit is after yeah. you after the party gets shut down and they standing on the car. Like that is if you. Yeah. Not, I think that one is more so. We talking about like trap party anthems like that. That goes on that list. Yeah, Michael yeah, Michael Montana's goaded for that one song. Yeah, that one song. Um, and then let me just throw one more out there since you took 90210 from me. Ha, mm. <sighs> damn, that's kind of like without without like having a list in front of me, I'll probably go. Nah, I don't want to go there because that that's a, that's a party song when that's not a pregame. Damn, this is tough to like think well, about I, it. I know, and that was and that was the point because. A lot of people, when you had a conversation, and again, we was in the car talking about it. When you when you ask people that stuff, they think they think of at the party already. That's why I said like yeah. not when you not when you walk in, because you like okay, if you ever been in Spruce, you know, what I'm saying you at the door, you getting patted down, you about to walk in. That you know, certain songs you hear, and when you walk in, and the motherfucking lights and lasers hitting your yeah. face, or you walking with your, your little squad or whatever, you feel like a celebrity walking in that shit. Everybody looking at you, you walk in. 
I ain't talking about that song because everybody got some of those songs. I'm talking about just the pregame song to where y'all be turned up at the house before you even get outside. And then you be like, shit, the house was more turned than the party was. Damn. That's it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's, that's really like all of if you're reading this is too late. Yep. I was going to say, I thought you were going to add more from that because like um six man i would have took that song and yeah put that in there. yeah it's it's really the whole the whole project yeah, whole man. if you're reading this is too late um if we're going travis scott highest in the room could be on there i would put i was gonna put either because i was circling back to travis scott i would say either highest in the room or no bystanders no bystanders. yeah I, but see no bystanders could be a, a a party song too it could, but if you're just talking about pregame, I've I've been places where niggas was pregaming to go out, and it's like no bystanders come on, and niggas is in the you know what I'm saying it's yeah. same deal. Because like I said, with uh, it, I mean it's 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 multi use, but same thing would do it. Like you said, Michael Montana be like shit that song, yeah, pregame party anything, same thing would go to that. Um. Yeah, damn, I, I have to put a pregame list together now. Yeah, I'm gonna have you a playlist to put in the uh to to put in the notes, man. Y'all gonna yeah. download my playlist and it's gonna be fine. I promise yeah. you. Cause that I listen. I only need 20 minutes. I was like, hey, we can go. We can go all day with that one. I only need 20 minutes to put that together. But that was again. You see that that conversation is is um. It, it seems simple on the surface, but it's just like it's and again, not. it it also depends on your crowd too. That's why I think that that's one of those it that was not even necessarily a debate. That's more of a music appreciation situation, you know. Yeah. So, but that that's what that was my uh, my media consumption. So it's you know, just a, a little window into what we've been doing this week. Um black businesses again, sponsored by extraseasoning.com. Uh you guys can go ahead and check us out. Today, tomorrow, we'll never share with you. Mama's daddies, baby's daddies, whatever. Uh, you know, we up, we running past episodes, whatever you whatever you need to see, whatever you're looking for. I've been checking. We got some Russians been watching too, man. But uh <laughs> nah, I looked on there. It's, it's some hits from Russia. <laughs> Leave me alone now. <laughs> but uh I, I wanted to talk about the uh the black owned bookstores. Um just looking, just looking into you know during the pandemic, people still got to make their money. So it's a couple of black-owned bookstores. I did not actually have like the addresses to all of them because it was kind of hard to get them because it was like mm-hmm. just like Instagram pages. Mm-hmm. Um, but a couple of them, there is a Harriet's Bookshop. I just I link all the stuff, but I probably like have it in the video too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harriet's Bookshop. There's also Mahogany Books and Uncle Bobby's. I thought that one was the funniest one, but. Uh, I linked that one up here, so everybody can go check them out. I mean, I think they carry like you know new, old, and whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what the prices are, so don't fault me for that. But again, uh, buy black, try not to ask for discounts. So there you go. As always, um, I got a a very big business here. Um, it's black owned, but you know to to keep with the whole you know, um, making money in a pandemic. You just got to be able to also manage your money in a pandemic. Right. Um, and one United bank, uh, is, is a black owned bank. I mm-hmm. don't know where they're based, but, um, I did have an account with them until I moved my money back to the white man, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> moved my money back to the white man with Wells Fargo. But, um, yeah, so they, um, 
they of course have direct deposit, um, mobile deposit for your checks. You're able to send and receive cash. It works just like a regular bank, except you know it's black owned, and so is Greenwood, uh, which is mm-hmm. uh, partially owned by Killer Mike. So, you know, bank black. I got to go back. <laughs> nah, I definitely, I definitely want to do that uh, at some point. Mess with these credit unions and stuff like that. Uh, but I need to find one that. Don't be sticking limits on these <laughs> on these Zelle transfers, man. <laughs> they do. They do be sticking limits, though. So, ready to Zelle transfer. I can always send $500 a day. I, listen, y'all got to fix that. Yeah. But uh, I ain't had too much more. Um, hope you guys en- enjoyed this recent uh, recent edition of the Extra Seasoning Podcast. This was episode 13. I think this was uh, a lot from y'all to take away from this today, man. I think especially with the music for uh for any of y'all that you know not tapped in with I guess what the culture is right now hell again if you like any of these songs I, I'm gonna see you know you said you're gonna get the playlist so I stick that down there I think y'all will get a uh a good insight into what what Fort Valley was on back Ooh, in the day. <laughs> y'all wait on it to that. wait so, on it Check the notes for this playlist. Right. But again, appreciate y'all for uh, rocking with us. We had this back with y'all in a few days. So again, it's been the big homie DJ and Sneakerhead Steve. It's episode 13. We'll be back with y'all next week. Giuseppe, Giuseppe. We're from the hoopty to Chevy. We're from the Chevy to Lamb. Now this was coming to man. We're from no hope to broke joke to million dollar man. Now these hoes call me the man Now these hoes call me the man